Welcome to the Flint Catholic Podcast. I'm Father Tony Smila. And I'm Michael Hasso. Did you enjoy all that snow we got? Yeah. Yeah. We had three snow days, but uh, did we talk about this, that the snow days are really a thing of the past? Yeah, I think we did talk about that on here. Yeah. And so it actually happened last week. Where we, Wednesday was that snow day, which everyone got off. And then we had Thursday and Friday where they were called snow days as well. But they're not snow days. They're virtual days. We went virtual. Oh, which wow. Which okay. is kind of miserable. I feel bad yeah. for the students. I was going to say, because I, I was thinking about that. I, I was actually thinking about our conversation when I found out that Powers was closed the next day. Yep. And I was like... Well, I guess snow days aren't a thing of the past. But then as I thought about it, I'm like, it almost seems like snow days have become like, almost just like, everyone just wants a break now. Yes. And yes. the snow is an excuse. No doubt. So we really... <laughs> Which I find no problem with that personally, but... No, especially in February. Come on. Yeah. Let's just... You need a break by then. So we got we got the day off on Wednesday, which is why... You know, actually, I don't know if anyone even noticed we missed an episode because we just got pushed a week. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, that's that's why we're uh, we're here a week later than we normally would be. So, yep. um, I enjoyed the the one day off and then the two virtual days. Well, I'm not a fan of virtual school, so you know, yeah, it's yeah, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. But the snow was kind of cool to see, and uh, I'm ready for spring. That's all yep. I have to say. For sure, kind of feels like spring out there, by the way, today. Anyway, oh, I haven't been outside. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I haven't been outside at all today. It was like 45 today. It was like two degrees when I left my house today. Oh, really? Wow. It was really cold this morning. This is not fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you were in a church in the Diocese of Lansing this Sunday, you probably heard from the bishop. Now, I didn't actually play the audio. I, I just kind of read what he had to say. Um, but I thought that this was something that's worth talking about. Because you know how much I love the synod on synod, synodality, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I absolutely love it. So uh, let's talk about it some more. You ready? Yeah. Um, let's do it. And really, uh, what we want to talk about this time is how the Diocese of Lansing is going to actually implement the synod on synodality. What are we doing to prepare for it? How are we going to actually do that practically in our own diocese? And that's yeah. what the bishop, for the first time, really lays out here. And it was really surprising to me, too, because... I hadn't heard any of this, so I didn't know what we were going to do with the synod on synodality. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm not super disappointed. Yeah, so, I was going to say, I'm I'm pretty impressed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know I don't know super tangibly what this is going to look like right. yet, but overall, I'm I'm pretty impressed with the idea. And and no crayons were used. Yeah. <laughs> no no crayons were used in the logo creation, so that's good. That is good. <laughs> that is good. So. Uh, Let's just dive into a few parts of what the bishop had to say, in case you didn't hear it. Um, but we can always hear parts of it again, too, if you have heard it. So through this synodal experience, Pope Francis invites all of us to put out into the deep, which is what the gospel was, uh, Peter putting out into the deep and catching the fish, an attempt anew to listen to those who are different than us. In our diocese, we are rooting our synodal mission in dialogue with those who are no longer practicing the faith. We want to equip each person in the pews to enter into open conversation with someone in your life who does not regularly participate in our Catholic community life. This is an invitation to listen. We want to be sensitive to wounds, anger, or negative perspectives. We want to listen as Jesus would, open to what the Holy Spirit is revealing in this encounter. So I like this because the bishop has clearly said what we're doing is going after the lost sheep. We're going after those who are no longer practicing the faith, those who once used to be uh, 
practicing Catholics who no longer do that. And really, since the pandemic started, that's that's a lot of people. Yeah. But even before that, that was a lot of people. Yeah. So for sure, setting a high bar, setting a large target, and uh, and I like that he says we need to listen. That's yeah. That's the first step. You know, I was gonna say not to toot our own horn, but we've talked about this a yeah, little we, bit before. <laughs> we have. Toot we toot. have. Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit before because I think that's like so many times when we've talked about how to have conversations with people who have left the faith or people who have maybe never been Christian at all have have really no concept of it um, other than maybe things they hear on the news or, or things like that. We've talked about listening a lot. Yeah. And not feeling a need to defend. Right. But to just listen. Right. Because, you know, every time somebody says something critical, that's not, it's not meant to, like, call us to defense. Right. It, like, I think of this, this quote. This isn't Reddit. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Be, yeah, be this it. isn't like a, this isn't, you know, throwback to the 90s. This isn't a chat room. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, this yes. isn't like a social media debate or right. whatever. It's a time to listen. Yeah. And it. It reminds me of this quote by St. Augustine where he said, um, the truth is like a lion. It doesn't need to be defended. Mm. It just needs to be let out of its cage. Oh, oh, yeah. Ooh, that's good. That gets me pumped up and fired up. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. Ooh, that's so good. And in fact, in the very next line, it's what the bishop says, right? This is not an invitation to debate or defense of the church. That's not what we're doing here. And, yeah. and really, I like this because he's really walking us through um, how to build a relationship even through the faith. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you don't start a relationship by debating or de in, in defense, right? Putting yourself up in defense. That's not how you start a relationship. Hey, what do you think about the faith? What are your thoughts on God? Right? Yeah. Those big, complex... I'm not looking to, to inform you on, no, this is the truth. And the Council of Trent verse whatever, right? It's not about it. It's about what do you think? about God and the, and the church. And I, I want to know what you think. And that's such a great way to start that relationship, right? What do you think? Yeah. Um, true. So the bishop goes on and uh, he's given us synodal conversation guides too. So he's given us, you know, all oh, wow. the things we need, uh, all the tools. And, and if I had it, I would show it to you right here. But I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have one. In, in fact, the first time I gave the homily, I looked at my podium and went, where did it go? And I looked at it and it was still on my seat. So I had to run back to my chair and grab it and then bring it back. This is what I'm, this is, this is the synodal conversation guide. So the bishop doesn't even want you. He's not just throwing you out there too. Like, okay, go see what you do. But yeah. he's guiding us throughout this process. So if you don't have one of those, go to your parish and grab one of those. A little blue book, about this big. It's got yeah. a prayer in it. It's got you know, all the things you need. And it's got a QR code on the back. Yeah. So for the website to give back feedback, because there's more to this too. So, uh, Grab one of those. There's a how do you have a conversation? The do's and don'ts of conversation. So don't do it over Reddit. Don't do it over Facebook. Right? Do it in person. Take someone out to coffee and be like, hey, what do you think about God? Yeah. Just drop that bomb on them and see what happens. Yeah. That's like just a, such a great bomb to drop. You know, I I love this in a way. It like it's so funny to think about. Like we're going so far back to basics. Yep. That we need a guide on having oh a gosh. conversation, and it right I, like I don't I don't even mean to make fun of it because it it probably is needed. It's where we are. It's where we are. But it, you know, it's just like it's one of those things where you know that's not taught in RCA. <laughs> right. You know. Right. So 
Yeah, and that's you know that's where we are, and you know use that use that guide that you have, and you know maybe you'll see one of those numbers and you'll be like, all right, obvious, obvious. I, oh, I haven't thought about that one. Yeah. So you know, be open with it. At the end of his uh, homily, he says, and then we have a website set up to receive feedback from your conversation. So that's a QR code in his back, and really they want to just hear feedback. What do people say? Right? What are they thinking about the church? Yeah. If they say, yeah, you know. The music's just terrible everywhere. I don't go because of the music. And we get a whole bunch of people saying that, then great. We know now we need to overhaul that music program all over the Which place. Which we do. Uh, mostly. I'll just... <laughs> mostly. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot that needs to be better. There's a lot better that needs to be better everywhere. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we can use that to find trends and then take the next step from there. Yeah. But really, we just need to hear from people. What's yeah. going on? Um, and get used to also having conversations with those people. Yeah. Getting used to, um, you know, just saying, hey, what do you think? Yeah. So I guess one last thing about this, just, um, I guess, very speculative on our part, but what do you think is going to come up oh, that's such a on the website? Question. I think we're going to see um, kind of the things that I think you often see. Uh, preaching, music, and then didn't feel welcomed. And maybe there's yeah. an event that happened. Maybe something, you know, went wrong. There's, you know, with, with that, if there's no like major event in someone's life that they said, no, nope, yeah. I'm out of here, you know, it's probably just kind of, well, yeah. the music wasn't great and it wasn't doing anything for me. And so I just stopped going because what's the point? Yeah. When, when I think about this, I think those are all factors. I don't know if we'll hear the, hear those as much. My bet would be um, a lot of people that were hurt by someone in well, the church. Well, certainly, certainly. I think, and I mean, a lot of these are, I'm sure, going to overlap. Like, you know, they didn't just leave because of right. the music or just because of the preaching. You know, they may have been hurt, but then, you know, is yeah. is this really somewhere I want to be anyway Right. on top of all of these other things? Right. But, yeah, I, it'll be really interesting to look back at this in, yeah. I don't know, a year or whatever. Do you know when they're starting it up? Nope. Okay. I know what you know. Okay. So, <laughs> nope, don't know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I think the, the Synod on Synodality is going through 23, so we'll at least be talking about okay. it through 23. Cool. Yeah. So that's all we have uh, for this segment. Um, yeah. We're going to talk to Mark Harris from 40 Days for Life. We got another interview. It's been a while since we did yeah. an interview. I'm pumped. Let's use our first video interview, too. Yep. So uh, we will see him on the other side of the break. Welcome back to the Flint Catholic Podcast. We're here with Mark Harris, a campaign leader for the 40 Days for Life. So can you tell us um, perhaps just a little, what is the 40 Days for Life? Let's start right there. All right. Yeah, 40 Days for Life is basically a peaceful, prayerful vigil. And I like to tell people um, to get like a, a you know, a picture in your mind about it, a prayer vigil would be like, oh, if there was a tragic accident, let's say there was a busload of children and they tragically died at Planned Parenthood, 
um, there would be a pile of flowers and people would meet and they would pray. And that's essentially a prayer vigil. And for 40 Days for Life, that's essentially what we do for 40 days. Is we have a prayer vigil at Planned Parenthood to mourn the loss of babies who have died in abortion. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's I never thought of it that way, but you're right. Having been a part of that at times, that's uh, that's exactly, you know, what what it what that is. That's what it looks like, even without knowing it. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So that's so. Um, obviously, it's very much focused on the pro life movement, uh, especially in particular abortion. So, what is the pro life movement? Could you d- perhaps define that and really sh- share with us what is that pro life movement? What do we mean when we use the words pro life? Well, we we are the voice of the voiceless, the unborn. Um, we speak for them. We believe that they have rights just like you and I have rights. And so we speak out for them on their behalf. Um, we believe that God created all of us in his image and likeness and that at the moment of conception, they are an individual person with rights just like you and I, and they should have the right to life. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love, I love especially how you explain that starting with God in creation. God made us in his image and likeness, and that's why we believe that they're people from from the moment of conception. That's why they have dignity. That's why um, they're worth fighting for and praying for. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And we believe that you know, in we're all children of God. So we believe these are our brothers and sisters. They're not just another distant person. They are you know children of God, just like you and I. And we should do everything we can to protect them. That's what the pro-life movement is all about. Yeah, no doubt. Every once in a while, I think about you know just the, the sheer number of how many abortions have happened, and you know how many friends of mine would would I have had? How many people of my age group are not here that that could be here? Right. It's just it staggers the mind. It yeah, really does. And then it's generation and generation of all of these children. So it's yeah. not just them. It's their future generation that's not here either. Yeah, no doubt. And and speaking of like generation of after generation, uh, the pro life movement has definitely been in the news recently. It seems like the Supreme Court is taking up a case that could knock down Roe versus Wade. Um, this is something I've never seen in my lifetime. An act, actual possible end to this. Um, so. Uh, as we pray for those Supreme Court justices to make the right choices and make the right decisions there, if Roe versus Wade is struck down, what do you think the implications are? Like, what does that mean? Sure. Um, what, 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 what would happen? Well, what that means is that the, uh, the laws on abortion go back to the states. It's no longer a constitutional right to abortion. I mean, the at least the Supreme Court had judged that it, it is a right. But yeah. if this case is, you know, if Dobbs versus Jackson is, uh, is uh, overturns Roe, then 
then the laws essentially, the decision gets goes back to the states. So the pro-life movement, we've got a lot of work to do. There's going to be, you know, more and more work to do at the state level. So that's what I was just going to say. So because I, I think that there's a lot of people, especially pro-life people that that might not be as aware of like some of the technical implications of this that think like, oh, Roe v. Wade's overturned, you know, it's over. Mm-hmm. But so what what happens with there? I mean, it sounds like it's it's new battles. It's more like small battles on the state level. Right. Exactly. I was just at the March for Life in Lansing, Michigan on the 19th and some of our lawmakers were there letting us know that there is petition right now that uh, they want to put on the ballot in November um, you know uh, up for a vote to to legislation that would put into law the right for abortion that would be effective you know after the election in November so even if this is overturned by the Supreme Court in the summer only a few months later, we could see a new law, um, you know, allowing abortion to continue. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So even if this case turns out in in favor of life, we still got a lot of work to do. We still need right. a lot more a lot more support. Absolutely. Yeah. This you can you can comment. This this fight's not going to end in six months. This this yeah. this oh, will go no. on for probably forever. Well, that. It's definitely the case because for me, for me, um, the uh, the question is not you know can we change the laws, can we change hearts? Exactly. And, charge, and hearts don't change you know very quickly. It's not going to be six months and all of a sudden, boom, the country is fine and we're good to go. But it's, we got to change hearts. Right. And and that's really I think that's one of the things that the forty days for life does is is really tries to do is change hearts and show hey this is not you know we're not out there. Um, you know, banging on doors and Bible thumping, and but we're we're gonna pray and we're gonna show that this is this is a real movement from from God. Right, right, yeah. And this is forty days for life is primarily a peaceful, prayerful vigil. So we are very much um, outspoken in the fact that we want everyone to sign a statement of peace if they're gonna join us, so that we're out there. We're not gonna be shouting or anything. Our intent is to be visible but prayerful and pray that these women who come for an abortion, that they would change their mind, that the Holy Spirit would work through our prayers, touch their heart, that they would save their child. So you actually have them sign that, that peace, that they statement would be peace, of peace statement. Yes. That's incredible. Statement yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's 40 Days for Life has been doing that for quite a long time. Okay. Um, yeah, a little bit on 40 Days for Life. It started in College Station, Texas in 2004. There were, I believe, like a group of four sat around the table trying to decide, you know, what are they going to do about a new um, Planned Parenthood uh, facility that was coming to their their city. And this is what they they came up with this idea to pray and fast and have a peaceful vigil at in front of their site and and turn to God and ask him to help us end abortion and believe it or not that station that um, abortion facility is closed and it's now their headquarters for 40 days that's amazing 
that's that's justice right there. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Yeah, you've got to see it. It's you can YouTube it and you'll you can see their uh, their facility there. It is pretty awesome. That's doing quick math in my head. That's eighteen years ago that started. Then um, that's probably right. Oh yeah. four to twenty two. Yeah, it would be. 18. My math is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm a theology teacher. I don't teach math. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then a uh, few few uh, years later, they they started. Um, trying to spread it, um, get more people involved across the uh, country. So it took off from there. And now it is, we have, there's campaigns in every state. In Michigan alone, uh, the major cities that I'm, I'm aware of, you know, for this um, spring, we call it a spring campaign that you it's actually kind of winter because it starts with uh, Ash Wednesday, right through the season of Lent, which yeah. I think is perfect it's, for this. It's cold. Yes, it's, it's still cold. cold. <laughs> right, it's cold. But, okay, so there will be Lansing and Ann Arbor and Flint are the nearest um, campaigns uh, yeah. to our area here. That's right. Diocese Lansing represent. Yeah. That's right. Going strong. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, so about that 40 days, and I know you, I know you mentioned... Uh, prayer and fasting. So 40 days for life, does it always line up with Lent? The spring campaign does. Yep. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So that would be a really great thing for our listeners to do this Lenten season as a part of their prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. I good. Think. So remind us when we do our Ash Wednesday episode yeah. to include that as part of the tips for making a good yeah. Lenten penance. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure to include that and bring that in. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I like that. There's a, a verse from from Scripture. You know, Jesus calls us all. He's come, follow me. We hear that all over uh, the Gospels, but he also says, "Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me." And I can't help but think of being outdoors, praying in front of the abortion clinic as a way of taking up our cross and following Jesus, doing his will, defending life. That's awesome. So how can people out there who are listening to this, how can they get connected with 40 Days for Life? What can they do? Okay. How do they get started? Well, you can go to 40 Days for Life. Um, I think it's dot com it's either dot com or dot org but we'll have we'll put it in the show notes it'll be in the show notes for sure right so 40 days for life dot com i believe it is and then um it'll say to look for a campaign near you so i mean they're they have everyone in the country listed so you'd pick michigan and then you can see lansing ann arbor flint so you select the flint campaign and go to it'll pull up their web page and then um, if you're not registered already it'll have you log in if not create a, a, a login there and then uh, the information is there you'll see our vigil calendar it'll tell you where we're at we're going to be at Planned Parenthood on Beecher Road that's G3371 Beecher Road it's between McLaren Hospital and I-75 right on Beecher Road on the south side. So people can go to the website, um, register, register for a vigil hour, 
um, we're using um, Sign Up Genius for uh, signing up for an hour. So when you get to that web page, a link um, will take you to that Sign Up Genius. Um, we're using that just because it's much easier for people to get to. Um, you don't need a password to sign up. So, I like Sign Up Genius too. Yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. And through, you know, churches, parishes, just meeting people day in and day out, we have little convenient little cards with a QR code. You know, you can use your phone and then it takes you immediately to the Sign Up Genius. So that's one way to do it. But I mean, other than that, you go right to 40 Days for Life. And how about for people that might be interested in supporting this, not just personally, but, um, you know, maybe there's people that want to get their, their parish or their church involved. Um, where could they go to get those resources? Same web page? And... Yeah, you can also email me. We have an email address set up there. It is flint40, the number 40, days for life at gmail.com and okay. that, that email will come directly to me and then I'll work with whoever is reaching out to us and we'll make that happen. Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, one last question. Um, St. John Paul II talked about a culture of life often, right? He talked about right. the culture. Let's foster this culture of life. So what are some different ways that you know, even just outside of what we normally think, what are ways in which we can support a culture of life? We can start with prayer, right? Pray, pray for life. Um, thank God for your own life. Oh, that's such a good answer. I love that one. Yes. So, yeah, and then our own families, and then, uh, you know, so prayer. Being thankful, grateful for our own families. Um, you talked about the importance of, you know, one child loss is really the loss of many future generations. So, yeah, being grateful for our own families um, and always including God in our life, you know. So the culture of life is all about uh, being mindful that we're created in the image and likeness of, of God and that he made us um, to love each other. He made us out of love for love. So we should do everything we can um, to support life and to be grateful for the life we have and, you know, give glory and praise to God for our lives. Amen. Thank you. That's a great, yeah. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. So good. So Mark, thank you for joining us uh, today. And uh, um, we'll have all that information in the show notes. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be praying for the 40 Days for Life campaign. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, God will bless please, it. Please do join join us. There's there's lots yeah. of room we, we, we need. We want to cover Planned Parenthood with 400 hours of prayer. Imagine what, what will happen. Actually, I'd like to mention, too, if I can, the, in the past, people have stopped and told us that they are going to keep their baby because we were there praying. Yeah. And we've even had baby showers for these babies. Yes. So That's awesome. It, it definitely works. We will save lives. The more people we can get out there, the more visible we are over those 40 days, 
the more potential we have to save more lives. So I, I just encourage everyone that's listening, please join us. It is a life and death uh, situation, and you can make a difference. One, one hour, we ask everyone, just consider praying with us for one hour. I know it's cold, but it's Lent, and God will bless you for it. Father, just one last thing. I'd like to make a shout out to Sister Christina and her Bible group that meet on Wednesdays. I just met with them today. We discussed 40 Days for Life, and they were very supportive and uh, said they will do uh, a couple trips to meet out there with us and pray with us. So uh, thank you, Sister Christina and, and the, the group that I met today. Your wonderful group, and I thank you for your support. Can't wait to see you out there. Bye now. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Father. Uh, we'll see you all next time on Flint Catholic Podcast.